Spurs Film Room Live is brought to you by Fanatics, Rally House, and TicketDistributor.com. Fanatics is the global leader in licensed sports merchandise and is changing the way that fans purchase their favorite team apparel and jerseys through an innovative tech-infused approach to making and selling fan gear in today's on-demand culture. Fanatics is built for the on-demand economy and brings much-needed agility to the industry, better servicing today's passionate sports fans and their growing real-time expectation with more unique and innovative products readily available across retail channels. Fanatics is the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all of the leagues and teams that and players that you love. Spurs Film Room Live is also brought to you by Rally House, is a specialty sports boutique that offers a large selection of unique apparel, gifts, and home decor items that represent the Spurs and your favorite team. A lot of cool products that I've never seen before. Spurs logo on a couch, a rug, a table. You want that random, really cool items? Go to Rally House and check out what they have going on there. Finally, last but not least, Spurs Film Room is brought to you by TicketDistributors.com. It's a USA-based company and is located in Fort Worth, Texas. Ticket uh, Distributors was founded in 2002, and they take pride in offering a premium selection of tickets to all major events, sporting uh, sporting events, concerts, often even when they're sold out. Their prices are lower than most companies in the secondary market. And best of all, all their tickets come with a 100% back guarantee. Ticket Distributors makes every effort in offering their customers the best seats to events at the lowest prices available. Their integrity in their business is what has made them successful for over 18 years. Again, why buy your tickets at TicketDistributor.com? 100% safe buying. Over 18 years of of ticket selling, 100% guarantee, secured ordering by credit card, 24-hour customer service, great seats at great prices, and last but not least, over 10 million tickets sold in their inventory at this moment. Again, Sports uh, Spurs Film Room is brought to you by Fanatics, Rally House, and TicketDistributors.com. If you want to go shop for your Spurs gear, and or if you're looking to book a concert or sporting event, check out the descriptions, the description below the, in this video. You can find the links there. Click those links, head over there. And now let's get on with the show. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. Spurs Nation, what is going on, my international Spurs friends of Spurs Nation? Um, a rowdy, a rowdy go Spurs go to you guys. What's up, UTSA? Wherever you are in the world, wherever you're listening to and enjoying the show today, shout out to you. I hope you're having a wonderful day, a go Spurs go kind of day. Go ahead and put in the chat or in the comments section if you're watching this post where you're from. I like to know exactly where my 
Spurs Nation. Who am I talking to? Am I talking to Japan, the Philippines, Colombia, Argentina? You guys are all over the place. Texas, San Antonio. What's up? And a big kepaso to Countdown City. Cheers. Fiesta Town, Riverwalkers, San Antonians. Kepaso. I am your host, Rob Trejo Jr. And this is the Spurs Film Room live show. If uh, you like talking Spurs basketball, you're in the right place. If you like Spurs film breakdowns, you're in the right place. Make sure that you subscribe to this channel. If you're watching right now, smash that like button down below. Um, Chant Go Spurs Go when you do. I appreciate all your support, guys, across all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, doing a lot of stuff on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you're listening to this right now, Post live show. That means you're listening to this on the podcast feed. What's up, my podcast listeners on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast jam on? We are there. Please scroll down, rate this podcast, share this podcast, share the love. And last but certainly not least, this show is built for you, Spurs Nation, for you. So Monday through Wednesday, uh, you know, we have an, a tip jar. And so there's a link in the description below. If you go ahead and scroll down, you'll see the tip jar link. It'll take you to this tipping page. If you want to get your question, comment, concern, you want to argue with me on my show and interrupt my show live, go to that link in the description below. Take you to this tipping page. You can tip as low as a dollar. Everything is appreciated. Um, And you can tip whatever you'd like, dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you're in a position to do so and just do it for the ghost first go. We appreciate that a lot over here. As Spurs Film Room really encourages me to kind of keep going, keep pumping, and and keep giving you guys content. This week, a few things on the agenda I need to let you guys know about. Um, Tomorrow, I will be having a show. Let me go ahead and pull up the thumbnail here for tomorrow's show. I have a special guest coming on, Twitter's own Noah Magaro George. That's N underscore Magaro on Twitter. Um, Noah, if you guys have followed you know, us at OOC, that's Order on the Court, that's our other YouTube channel. Um, you know, we're we're very, you know, familiar with Noah. He's covered the Spurs. He grinded this year. It was a big year for Noah in a lot of ways. Um, he's credentialed by the Austin Spurs. He's he's credentialed all over the place. Just got his verification uh, little blue check mark on Twitter, I think, I believe. So shout out to Noah. He will be on the show tomorrow, and tomorrow we'll be talking about our highs and lows from this past season. And really what, what I'm focusing on Noah with is next season. And I want to know what where Noah's mindset is going into next season and what his reasons to be excited are. You know, we should all be excited for next season. Um, and I'm here to talk to Noah about, you know, what excites him going into next season and what is his best case scenario heading into training camps. So there's a lot that could go down but we're going to go ahead and talk about it tomorrow again. Tomorrow's episode is going to be a guest episode with Noah Magaro. Um, then on Thursday, we will I will be taking the day off, have to run some errands with the wife, have to get have to go do a lot of things on Thursday. So I think Thursday might be the day in the week where I will be off routinely, right? So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you can expect a show here right here on Spurs Film Room Live. Uh, Thursday, I'm going to be off having to take care of some things. Uh, on Friday, we have our live Q&A, right? So if you have, you know, this is where we throw the tip jar kind of out the window, and I'm going through the chat room and kind of taking every Spurs comment question that I can during the show. Tips are always appreciated. But on Fridays, we throw the tip jar out the window, 
and um, we open it up in an open Q&A for you guys. So all that housekeeping being said, let's talk about today's show. Today's show is all about understanding what the payroll situation looks like for the Spurs in the 21 offseason. That's going to be coming up shortly in, a, uh, I think, the, the finals. If they go seven games, we talked about in our last episode, we're looking at dates and timelines and stuff like that. So the last episode, we discovered that if the finals go seven games, there should be ending on, on June 22nd, right? So as of June 22nd, who's going to be on the Spurs roster? What is it going to look like? Who are we paying? Who's off the books? And I'm sure you guys have a lot of questions. And these are the kind of the big, big uh, players that are on the board that are coming off that are on the thumbnail. But let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead and get into it and take a look and start talking about what the possible scenarios are this offseason. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and add this graphic right here to our pay uh, to our screen. You guys are, should be able to see this right now. This is from basketballreference.com so we got our payroll and if you want to take a look here let's focus on these two at the moment um the 2021 season these are all the players that were on our roster here are their salaries and then here is the roster uh for next season right so let's take a look at who is still going to be on the team by contract right now who knows the spurs can possibly make a trade in, in this offseason during free agency, you know, and some of the guys, some of these guys that are on contract, it's possible that they're not back with the Spurs right next season. But as of right now, DeJounte Murray, 15 million, Jakob Podol, 8.7 million, Devin Vassell, Derek White with your 15 million. Those are going to be your three top paid guys next season so far. So far, right? We still don't know exactly where our money is going to be going. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, DeJounte and Derek White are going to have the highest, two highest paid salaries on our squad, which is a good thing, right? That actually feels good. Look at Derek White lap this past year. I've always been saying this. Derek White's been overperforming his contract since like two years ago, right? He's only been making about $3 million a year. So this was supposed to be um, the season that he kind of, Bust even more out of that bubble on the floor. Um, but next year, we're definitely going to be looking to Derek White for a lot. So we're going to be ho- holding him accountable for a lot, asking more of him uh, to perform. Why? Because he's getting paid that much. Then we got Lonnie Walker, who's going to be on the last year of his contract next season. And um, we're going to be looking to extend Lonnie Walker. We'll talk about extensions here in a second. Then we're going to have Lucas Simonich, Keldon Johnson, Drew Ebanks, um, we just picked up this guy, Daquan Jeffries. He hasn't played a minute in the Spurs uniform. Um, I don't know if he ever will. I heard somewhere that he might be a a draft and uh, like, you know, just kind of keep him in the G League. That he's going to be like a two-way type guy. That's just what I've heard. I really don't know much about him. Really don't know much about him. But, um, but you know, we're, we're going to find out what we do know about him this season. All right, and then we got uh, where are we? Then we got Trey Jones, that's going to be making one point five million next season. So these are the guaranteed players, right? Again, really quick: Trey Jones, DeQuan Jeffries, whoever that is, Drew Banks, Kelton Johnson, Lucas Amonich, Lonnie Walker, Derek White, Devin Vassell, Jakob Pertle, 
and DeJounte Murray. So those are all the players who are going to be here next season, barring any type of trade, right? So really quick, I'm going to go back and check up on the chat. How are we doing here? I see we got a new subscriber, Lamidgod Aldridge. What's going on, Lamidgod Aldridge? Thank you for subscribing. Appreciate you hanging out and uh, and checking out the channel. Um, okay, so who's not going to be back next year? Technically, when the season ends, who's not going to be on the contract? Let's be very clear about that. I'm not saying that we're not going to bring back or not any of these players. Okay, DeMar DeRozan, the biggest piece of coin that we had in our pocket for the past few years has been DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge is gone. Uh, now DeMar DeRozan's contract is going to be off the book, $27 million, almost $28 million. Now, is he going to be looking to get something? I don't know what the market is right now for DeMar DeRozan. I wish that we had a better playoff run because that would make the market for DeMar DeRozan very high. Now, in my opinion, I feel like there's a lot of good teams out there like my, the Miami Heat. Um, uh, the I even think the Milwaukee Bucks, the New York Knicks. I think those type of teams are, are going to be teams that need a guy like DeMar out east, right? I mean, you can plug him into any team here in the west, and I'm sure he'd fit. I mean, maybe like a Phoenix team or, or uh, you know, I don't know. So there's just, there's just plenty of teams here for DeMar. But I wonder what the market is. You know, if he's, if he's going to be asking $27, $28 million, are we as the Spurs going to be able to, or want to offer him that type of contract because with that type of contract comes expectations and role, right? We're going to ask him to do a lot, very much like we did this past season. Now, a lot of us are split. A lot of us in Spurs Nation, half of us want DeMar DeRozan gone so the young guys can evolve and have more opportunity and, and be accountable for more. And the only way that they're going to grow is if they're the ones taking these last second shots and, and really putting the teams on their back and you know, DeMar DeRozan has been that guy for us the past two or three seasons, right? So that's one side. And then the other side of Spurs Nation wants him back, loves the leadership, loves the loves the the way that he's been able to mentor and teach these young guys. And we love his professionalism on and off the court. I mean, he's he's definitely won over a lot of hearts in Spurs Nation. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do bring DeMar back, but I just can't see us paying him this much money. Um at the guard position when we have so many other guards here that we're going to be paying DeJounte, Derek White. Um, you know, if both of those guys are, st- are starting, you know, that's, that's the issue with the Spurs is that we have to play DeMar DeRozan at the three versus the shooting guard, which is, I think is more natural position. Um, he plays a little out of position with us because we're starting Derek and DeJounte. So a lot of questions, man, to go into, um, when debating DeMar DeRozan's availability for the Spurs next year and if it's a good thing, if it's a bad thing. A lot of discussion to be had in that regard. All right, so um, next, Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay is, is, is was the third highest paid Spur this year behind DeJounte Murray, right? And that's, sorry, right here. And that's just very slightly over, de, over de, under DeJounte Murray. So Rudy Gay's $14 million contract is now off the books. We've had Rudy Gay on a very similar contract to this for about four years, I believe. We had him for two years, and then we signed him for another two years. We can go back and look at Rudy Gay's – there we go. He signed a two-year, $32 million contract in uh, 2019 of July. 
I was actually there at the summer league when, when he signed it. And that was, that was pretty cool. I got to see him shortly thereafter, but his contract is now off the books. And then so is Patty Mills's contract. Patty Mills is getting $13 million a year to do what he does in San Antonio. Patty Mills is San Antonio right now. He is a pillar of culture, of attitude, of swagger, of veteran leadership, of, you know, like I actually think that Patty and Rudy and DeMar were very crucial into keeping the young players on our team's head on straight this season when we were going through all of these ups and downs, all of these ups and downs throughout the season. they No matter what, through all those ups and downs, our young guys came out with energy, focus, and ready to play and that attitude was always there. And to me, that's only done by the veterans that you have in the locker room. So shout out to DeMar, Rudy, and Patty. Now, unfortunately, they're all coming off the books. So we're going to have to ask ourselves, how much are we looking to bring these guys back? Is it a necessity on the court? Because I would argue that it was this past year for the past few years. It was a pretty big necessity to have these guys. Patty shot more threes than anybody on our team. Rudy Gay shot the second or third most threes than anyone on our team. And DeMar DeRozan is obviously our guy. Now, moving into the future for the Spurs, the workload, are we going to ask that out of other guys now? Are we going to ask Devin Vassell, Lonnie Walker, Luka Samanich to play more, to to expect more out of them? If so, I don't think we can bring back these two guys here and Rudy Gay and Patty Mills, I don't think we can bring them back at this at this amount. So what are, again, we're going to find out more around free agency, what the market is for players like Rudy Gay and Patty Mills. I don't think that Rudy Gay is, is anywhere close to being out of the league. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of us want to just kind of joke about how old he is. He's 34 years old. Um but he still played at a high level this season, and that can't be taken away from anyone. I mean, he's shooting the ball great. And in today's NBA, look at Iguodala. Look at um, look at some of these other veteran old guards out here. I mean, if you can just shoot the ball, there's still a place for you in this league. And Rudy Gay is doing that at a high level. So does he do it next year and beyond for the Spurs? I'm not so sure. What do you? The question is, what do you guys think? The question is, Would you guys bring back both of them, any of them? You know, what's your mindset? Patty Mills is a completely kind of different story. I mean, when we talk about Patty and if we should bring him back, I think if you ask Spurs Nation, took a poll and check the pulse on Spurs Nation, the response will be yes, but at at a friendly deal. Now, if you were to ask me, I think anywhere between 10 and $13 million is a friendly deal. I think we can ask, still ask Patty a lot of Patty for the next maybe two seasons. So if I'm the Spurs, you know, the last contract we gave Patty Mills was Patty Mills signed for four years, $50 million in 2017. So we're paying him about 13 a year, right? For the past four years. Now, Patty seems to be just kind of maybe getting to the precipice of what he can be. Um, of what he can, I guess what he can be, right? Like um, this season, we've asked more out of him than we ever have, 
right? And that's at his age of 32 years old. We've asked for the most out of Patty Mills. So can he keep doing that? Should we ask him to keep doing that? I say yes. I say bring Patty back. Let's keep it around where it is. Um, but let's ask him to do a little less. There's no reason for, for Patty Mills to be the lead three-point shot taker on our team. That should be a guy named Lonnie Walker. Um, behind him, Vassell, Samanich. Those should be your top shooting uh, players on our squad. Now, I know they're young. They're not ready. They're not 32. They don't have that experience. But again, what is the squad going to look like next year? Okay, so, I mean, those are our big veterans on our roster. The biggest of all, DeMar DeRozan. Are we going to be able to bring him back or not? Uh, Rudy Gay, you know, what are we going to do with him? Is is there a market for him? I think what after what Rudy Gay did this season, I think any team looking for veteran leadership should should look to acquire Rudy Gay. I think Rudy Gay has a big market out there for him. For a while, I think like for the first half of the season – he was leading the league in player efficiency, Rudy Gay. So don't knock on Rudy Gay. I'm a, you know, we're we're supporting him over here. We appreciate everything he's done for the past four or five years. Um, and then Patty Mills, right? So those are our three guys that are going to be coming off the book technically and opening up about 34, 40, 44, 45 million dollars in cap space. 45 million dollars in cap space is going to be opened up just by these three players alone. Okay, so we're about 40, what did I say? 50, 40, let me see. 13, that's 27, 34, 44. Yeah, around 44 million dollars worth of cap space opening up on these three guys. So not just cap space, shots, minutes. Right. Like like just like, you know, a lot of that is tied up into these three guys. Okay, so we're at forty four million dollars. Now, the next guy off the books is Trey Lyles, who in the world knows somebody needs to go and do a 20 for 20 on the Trey Lyles situation this year. I mean, shoot, start it in the bubble where Trey Lyles was supposed to take over for us in the bubble and actually have a big role. And then he ends up, you know, having his appendix burst, which is no fault to his own. He has an appendectomy. And then he has to be, you know, taken out of the bubble and he doesn't return, obviously. Um, and then this season, bro, Trey Lyles this season was a ghost. He was a ghost, literally. And then after the All-Star break, break um, after COVID happened and whatnot, he was for a while not even on the sidelines. Trey Lyles wasn't even on the sidelines for the majority of the time. So was it COVID or was it just there was something going on between Trey Lyles and the San Antonio Spurs? Or was it that he felt upset about the playing time that he was getting, the lack of opportunity he was getting? Trey Lyles, this was a big season for him. I mean, look, he's making he's made five and a half million dollars for the past three years with the Spurs. And and Last year, we gave Bryn all the opportunity in the world to kind of prove his worth. And we've done that over the years where we give players a lot of run, maybe more than we should, because they're in a, a situation where they have to prove themselves to make to stay in the league. And I feel like we kind of did Trey Lyles a little bit dirty there. But at the same time, you know, we don't ever have guys that are that come out and they're problems to the team. I think in the last maybe 20 games, 15, 20 games, we started seeing Trey Lyles on the sidelines again and there was one time he had that huge face of Dennis Rodman 
um, on his shirt. And then he had, he just had, like, it felt like Trey Lyles was making a statement with his apparel every time he came. And, and I don't know what happened between him and the Spurs, but there was any bad blood or not. Again, this is just speculation. You know, it could have been one that the Spurs were telling the truth and that there actually was an ankle injury. Cause that's what the, that's what the report was all season since he, when he was out was that he was dealing with an ankle injury. Well, let me tell you what, bro, he wasn't in a boot. He wasn't on the sideline, just hobbling around every, you know, for, I think the relationship got better towards the end and he started showing up to games is what I think. And he wasn't in a boot. He wasn't limping and he was just there supporting the team. So maybe him and the Spurs had a falling out, but then, you know, he was like, Hey, I still want to support this team. And these are still my guys. And, and I, you know, I'll, I won't dress out and that'll open up a spot for someone else. And that might've led to Jakob getting more playing time and, um, but honestly, it's like they they chose the Spurs chose to go with Rudy Gay for all the minutes, and then give any to Trey Lyles this season. And there was like two games in there where Trey Lyles played well. I don't know what the deal was with Trey, and you know I, that's why I'm starting to think that it had to be something going on in the locker room, you know, or or uh, you know having to deal with minutes or something like that with Trey Lyles. But anyways, Trey Lyles. He was supposed to be that replacement dude when Marcus uh, Marcus Morris uh, bailed out on us. Y'all remember that? Marcus Morris said he was coming to San Antonio, bailed out about a week later. Trey Lyles signed with the Spurs. Spurs Nation was very happy about that. I remember on my podcast feed, I did I did an episode. I think I was like half drunk, and I was like, "Yeah, Trey Lyles is coming," and you know, like <laughs> Tim Duncan's his favorite player, and what whatever. And so, um, yeah, make sure you subscribe to my uh, podcast feed on Apple and Spotify. Um, but anyways, he's coming off the books as well. So between one, two, three, three, four. Oops, let me go back. These top four guys. DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay, Patty Mills, Trey Lyles. We're looking at somewhere close to $50 million in cap space coming off the books, right? It's about 50 mil, $50 million. All right, now let's kind of scroll down the list a little bit to some of these other guys. Gorgie Jang. There's another question I want to ask you, Spurs Nation. Will Gorgie Jang be back in a Spurs uniform next season? And do you want him back? in a Spurs uniform next season. Were you impressed with what he did on the floor in the little bit of minutes that he got for us this season? Now it's a big question because he's, he's a different type of big. He was able to get after it on the defensive end, get out in transition. He was able to knock down some threes. Obviously it was the lack of reps with our squad, which led to him kind of not being involved. I don't think the Spurs brought him and uh, brought him over just to keep him on the bench. You know what I'm saying? So I think they had plans for him, but when he came in in the first game, he came in against Sacramento and Chemezi met Metu bumped him and, and, uh, and he hurt his Gorgie Jang hurt his shoulder and was out for like another two weeks. And this was like already towards the end of the season. So Gorgie Jang just wasn't able to get going for us, but check this out. We only paid a million dollars for Gorgie Jang this season because we got him in the buyout market. If you guys remember, right? So Gorgie Jang makes a lot more than $1 million a year. Okay, so let's take a look at Gorgie's. 
I think if I go all the way down here, give me one second, I'm going to find his salary. Okay, so this past season, Gorgie Jang made $16 million. $16 million for Gorgie Jang. We only had to pay a million of that. Memphis paid most of it. And and so this is going to be the market for him. Look, the past three years, 14 mil, 15 mil, 16 mil. That's a lot of money. And, you know, Minnesota was maybe able to pay him that. Um, but I don't see us bringing back Gorgie Jang for this price ticket, especially when Jakob Pertle is only making what? What did we say earlier? 8.3 or 8.5 mil. So if we're going to start Jakob at $8 million, I don't think we're going to have a bench player and, on our roster that's going to get half the minutes or less than Jakob does and pay him double or almost double what we pay Jakob. I just don't think it's going to happen. And it's, it's going to be one of those things like, Hey, if we can reach an agreement with, with a uh, Gorgie Gorgi Jang, that's what we're talking about here, guys, Gorgie Jang. Um, if we can reach an agreement with Gorgie Jang, I, I see it maybe being around the eight to $10 million range. Look, let's kind of go back up here. Um, Jakob's going to be making 8.75. I, I don't think, Gorgie should be making double that. I mean, maybe $10 million because he's a veteran and whatnot. Like maybe if we can squeeze him in the cap at 10 million a year for like three years. So we're looking at like a three year, $33 million deal or something along in those lines, 11 million a year. That's a pill that I can swallow for Gorgie Jang. Now in a future episode, we're going to talk about free agency. We're going to look at all the free agents. I kind of mentioned it um, a few episodes ago, but we're going to do a whole episode on free agents. And we're going to, you know, compare. Okay, so with the team, is there anyone out there in the big spot that can do what Gorgie kind of does at a lower price point than what Gorgie's going to offer? And then can we even can we even get that player, right? The free agent market is not our best time. It's not our best um, scene to acquire players. You know, so getting Gorgie last year was, was a good thing. Um, I would like to bring him back. I am happy with what he did when the Spurs... Again, it has to be at a good price point. I think there's a place for him here. And, you know, his ties with R.C. Buford and, and um, um, Basketball Without Borders, all that stuff goes deep, right? So having a guy that that has care and um, he actually cares about the Spurs organization is a good thing. So Gorgie might be, might be around. I wouldn't mind giving him a contract next season. Again, realistic contract. Okay, so... Um, 50, 50 million, 51 million. I think it was kind of where we're at right now in cap space. Trey Jones is still going to be here. Um, now we have these two guys down here. Now these these are actually, this is actually two players. These are actually two players whom I really want to keep. You know, I don't want to lose any of these guys. Shout out to, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. That's the way I've been saying it all season. Keita Bates Diop is a guy who grew. He grew with us without making any mistakes, like, like you know, big mistakes. Now, he only played limited minutes, but there was a few games where Keita Bates-Diop had to play a lot of important minutes. It was like in the minute, in the middle of the season, and he never disappointed. Keita Bates-Diop is a guy who's going to finish at the rim, not make too many mistakes on defense. He has great size, great athleticism, knows his role, didn't kind of go outside of his role. So, I mean, K 
keeping Keita Bates Diop around is something that I'm all about. Okay, so again, I don't. He only made I think like a million dollars or or two million dollars this year. Him and Quindary, they're on two way contracts. So if I zoom out, it doesn't give me the number here. Um, but they're on two way contracts, right? So they can go up and down from the G League. Quindary Weatherspoon, our second round pick from two years ago. You know, Trey Jones. Ch- check out what the Spurs did with Trey Jones, man. They locked Trey Jones, our second round pick from last draft, into a three year deal. Like, let's go down and look at Trey Jones. Trey Jones actually signed a three year, $4.2 million contract in November 27th, 2020. Guys, second year guys, I mean, second round draft picks don't get contracts like that, right? Second round draft picks, we've done it a few times. I think we did it with Chemezi. Um, you know, they, they can be on non-guaranteed, they're, they're non-guaranteed contracts in the second round, but the Spurs actually showed the commitment to Trey Jones. Now, if you want to scroll down a little bit and get to Quindary right here, he signed a two-way contract back in July. And, and it was a similar contract like that before for his rookie season. Now I've seen Quindary play a lot in Austin and I, I am extremely high on the potential for Quindary. Quindary just is just another savvy guard. I feel like these two guys can coexist. Again, if we're talking about not bringing back Patty Mills, there's plenty of opportunity to go around and have both of these guys right here battling for the for the backup minutes at the one at the point guard or at the shooting guard. You know, the one two position on the bench. Both of these guys competing for those minutes are a good thing. Or even you know, like because Quindary can ball, bro. Quindary is so good, and Trey Jones. Trey Jones showed me something every single game I saw him in this season. Something that just blew me away. I was like, what? Do you see? I didn't know he could do that. Or, wow, like, look, he's he's the smallest guy on the court, but he's the toughest guy right now. Or he's bodying up the big man. Or he's not getting bullied on the block. And he's actually playing great deep. Like, he's finishing him amongst the trees. Like, dude, the guy was just – was just it was showing last night um, – not, not, not last night, but this past season what the Spurs saw in Trey Jones – um, so both of these guys have high ceilings and, you know, I want to see them both on the roster. So if we're looking at these last two spots on our roster, I would love to see Keita Bates jobs stick around. And I would like to see Quindary Weatherspoon stick around as much as possible. Um, okay. Let me go back to the stream elements thing here and see what's going on here in the chat. I see Dan joined us. What's up, Dan? Um, GW, GZW 12. What's going on, guys? In the chat room, guys, again, if you want to get your question on screen and you want me to talk about it, because, you know, there's a lot of chat stuff going on, and I don't check it too much, but if you drop a tip with it in the link in the description or in the YouTube Super Chat, it'll be highlighted on my end, right? So it'll be like, boom, highlighted, this chat right here. And so that's the one that I'll pull up. So if you go to the link in the description below, you can get the link to the tip jar page and you can connect your paypal hook it up um to to this site right here you can start dropping me tips and questions and i'll answer them if not this show i'll answer them on the next live show that we do again we're looking at monday through wednesday thursday off friday we'll have an open q a and then um and that'll be the schedule for now okay so i mean that's guys that that's the big that's the big um nutshell like that's that's the big part of this offseason and we're looking at who's on our books and who's not on our books all right so we're gonna you know the the next thing that we should that we would look at for like in the if we're in the spurs 
GM room and we're there with Brian Wright and he's there and he's just like sitting nice and on top of all that cap space, you know, the, the next objective that's going to be coming up on our plate the following season is that we're going to have to decide if we're going to extend Lonnie Walker, right? So next season, this upcoming season, Lonnie Walker is set to make almost double what he was making before uh, at four and a half million versus close to three um next season so Lonnie Walker is going to get an uptick in in pay right and we're going to be asking a lot of Lonnie Walker um now if we look down and look at DeJounte Murray we offered DeJounte Murray his extension right we go down we look at Derek White we offered Derek White his extension as well both of these extensions were four-year extensions, 64 mil, 73 mil. So if we're looking at doing the same thing with Lonnie, if Lonnie can just keep growing, keep evolving, excuse me, keep evolving, then I don't see any reason for us not to offer Lonnie his contract and his money um, for the next four years, which would be from 2023 through... 2026 right so if we can lock up Lonnie for the extension that's something that we should be keeping our eyes out that won't happen at any point this summer that won't ha- that won't happen at any point probably during the beginning of next season uh, if I remember correctly we signed DeJounte in the offseason but Derek White didn't get extended until like December right at the November I think is what it said so this season's a big season for Lonnie offering him that extension committing to him and letting him kind of grow within this organization. That's a big deal. All right. So that's the big, the big picture, right? For this off season, we have, we, we calculated it together. We have about 50 to 52, $53 million worth of cap space. You know, if we want to bring back DeMar, that's going to be about half of it, right? About half of it's going to be going to DeMar. Um, and then we can look to, maybe secure some of these other guys and then look like Keita Bates, Quindary Weatherspoon. Um, do we want to bring back Gorgie Jang? And I think the rest of it is up, is up for, is up for grabs, right? So Rudy Gay, if this was the last season with the Spurs, man, we paid him a lot over the last four or five years and he delivered. I think there was only like one season where he looked like he was just out of it. Um, but then for the most part, I appreciate everything Rudy has done for our young guys. And I've seen him on the court yelling at guys, telling guys where to go, holding guys accountable. Um, you know, so Rudy Gay was a big piece of our locker room. Patty Mills, hopefully we can bring him back on a similar contract, maybe for 11 or $10 million would be, I think, more ideal for the Spurs. And, you know, hopefully if, if he doesn't mind that versus, you know, because if you ask me any championship level contender, is going to want Rudy Gay and Patty Mills on their squad, right? So there might be a nice little market for these guys. But again, we'll have to wait and see. All right, so free agency starts Free agency starts on August 6th. That's when teams can start negotiating with players. And you might hear that there's some verbal agreements and and you know some you know this player and this team have agreed to this deal whatever. But it doesn't mean that it's set in stone until August. No, I'm sorry, August 2nd, right? That's August 2nd. Then 
four days later, August 6th, is where teams can start to sign and contracts can be issued out and put it on the dotted line. So, you know, early August, the first week of August is around the time where we're going to be figuring out and finding out what the Spurs are going to be doing with all this cap space. Now, another thing to keep in mind is that the Spurs are going to have the 12th pick, I believe, if hopefully even higher, if the ping pong uh, balls can fall in the right direction for the Spurs, maybe we can slip up from 12 and get a higher pick. But if the pick is going to be right around last year, let's look at Devin Vassell's contract. He got his four-year deal as a first-round rookie, as a lottery pick, four million, four million, four million, five million in the fourth year. Um, if we get another draft pick, what I'm, the reason why I'm saying this, if we get another draft pick, expect that contract to be on the books for about the same. So, in other words, we're paying somebody new, right, new player. We're going to be paying them around the same price, around four million dollars a year. For the next four years so take that out of our cap space from this season right for, for next season okay we know that we're gonna have to um pay a rookie all right so whatever we have left over free take that off and we still have plenty of cap space to go around we're gonna have probably around 45 46 million dollars after our draft pick from this upcoming draft so what are the spurs gonna do with it are we gonna re-sign demar are we gonna bring back any of our vets or are we going to go and try to shop for guys like John Collins, Laurie Markkinen? Those are the big ticket names out there. There's other guys out there too, man. I mean, like Montrez Harrell, um, dude from Sacramento, Rashard Holmes, right? There's there's a there's a lot of good players out there in the free agent market, but not really your top tier talents. So I'll tell you what, if we can save some of this cap space this season, you guys should go and look at who's going to be a free agent next year the following year then you get all the big names you get guys like i think kevin durant uh, uh curry and you just like it's just all these big names out there right um the following season so if we're looking for a if we're looking to bring in a franchise talent of that caliber we're better unless we just the guys there that we like and the spurs like this guy we want to get this guy and if that's demar if that's you know it's not really any you know top tier names out there this season, but the following season, if we're going to do that, that might be the best spot for us to do that in. All right. The following season. So, all right, guys. So that's been this show. That's been the show. We talked a lot about our salary cap. Um, I'm going to go ahead and check. Check my dashboard really quick just to see what's up with you guys. Um, but yeah, let me know what you guys think about our situation this year are you excited about having all this money do you feel like the spurs are gonna do anything with it or are they just gonna bring back the same guys are we gonna go out shopping for new guys and if so you know who is that you know who who are the free agents out there that you like and that you want to pay right um and let me know in the chat here all right guys so see going down here um again guys tomorrow gonna go over some house cleaning stuff right now tomorrow Noah Magaro will be on the show. We're going to be talking about highs and lows from this past season and what best case scenarios there are heading into this next season. What are some reasons for Spurs fans like you to be excited for 
the next season. Don't forget that the tip jar link is open. If you want to drop your question for tomorrow's show, if you want to ask Noah a question, if you want to get your question on screen during the show tomorrow, you can always drop it in the link in the description below. That's the tip jar link, streamelements.com backslash a Bucking Spurs podcast backslash tip. Now, don't forget that this episode is brought to you by Fanatics, Rally House, and Ticket Distributors. If you're looking for the best Spurs, original Spurs gear on the web, you want to go to Fanatics. The link to the Spurs shop is in the description below. If you want some really cool, unique home decor Spurs products, I mean, there's other stuff there too, but man, go check out what Rally House has to offer for your Spurs fans out there, the link is in the description below as well. And again, I know that, you know, restrictions are going down. Concerts are opening up. Sports games are opening up. Cowboys will become football will be starting soon. Um, I know that music events are going to start happening here in the fall a lot more often. Um, go check out TicketDistributors.com. The link is in the description below. Again, all of these um, partnering up with Spurs. Spurs Film Room Live, and you do me a huge favor but just by going over there, checking out the links, and checking out everything that they have to offer there. All that being said, Spurs Nation, this was a lot of fun. Man, 45 minutes. What's up to the chat room? IT Kills. Hey, Clan's here. What's going on, Clan? Y'all go check out Clan's music video, man. <laughs> man, if y'all haven't heard Clan's latest Spurs song, uh... Pop disses everybody. Uh, man, you got to go hear that and hear it all the way to the end. There's like a diss rant at the end of the song as well. I mean, the whole song's fire, right? But man, it, I just couldn't stop laughing. Um, I just couldn't stop laughing, man. Quinn Snyder, which is about Quinn Snyder and the Memphis guys. That's 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 hilarious. Y'all guys need to go check out that song. Um, I think it's Greg Pop disses everybody. I think it's the name of the song, right? So what's up, clan? What's up, IT Kills, Dan, Gregory? Hey, Greg Castillo, what's going on? Um, Damien, what's going on? Damien, writer here from, uh, I think it's uh, Air Alamo, right? Damien writes for Air Alamo, has a couple podcasts on himself. Um, so check out everything he's got going on. Brianna, what's going on, Brianna? Um, Dan, again, so thank you guys for hanging out in the chat. Again, the links to all of our partners are in the description below. And, you know, you can always get your show, your t- your question on the show at the description below. All that being said, go Spurs go. See you on tomorrow's episode. Again, shout out to Noah for joining me tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun. Go Spurs go. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this.